Last time I saw you, we were hooping down Lansing at the community center. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you, you still go yeah, out and you still do pickup games anymore. You know, the last time I played, I played out at uh, St. Croix Memorial Park. It was me and my old man. We was out there just wasting some time, and we were shooting on the outdoor court out there. Yeah. And <laughs> the hoops out there are nice. They just redid it, but the nets are so tight. My dad was like, thank God you're out here, because every time you get a shot, it sticks in the net, and he couldn't, yeah. hit the, he couldn't <laughs> reach the net anymore. The uh, the time I went to Lansing after I played with you, I snapped my ankle in two. No and way. I, I kind of retired that linoleum floors. I don't know if they even do that anymore. I don't I think, think. Since the uh, new owners took over, yeah, you kind of have to. I mean, they might. I don't know for sure, but they did it for like two-hour blocks for us, which was yeah, nice. And I yeah. kind of think they do day by day mm -hmm. now, but I'm not positive. The funniest thing I saw there was Chuck Tiger went for a no-look pass to a guy three feet away from that wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Full rotation, <laughs> cracked him. He like the guy looked around at all of us, said, "I'm done." Uh, <laughs> just this walked is, right. This out. Supposed to be fun. <laughs> yeah. Now it hurts. Yeah, no doubt. So Dan Lennox, thank you for coming in, my friend. Hey, no doubt. Appreciate it. It's um, always a pleasure to see you, bud. Oh yeah, we've known each other probably the 15 years, I think. Oh, easy, yeah. easy. Our uh, our wild buddy Derek, him and his brother had a one bedroom apartment in Ferry. Oh boy! And they would invite fifty people to this place, and then they would invite two of their friends, and and they made some killer beef jerky though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the only thing I remember waking up hungry every yeah. next day and it'd be beef jerky hanging in the oven. <laughs> the, no doubt. Oh, uh, uh, he's actually Derek's coming up. I'm going to see him for the first time in months. He's coming up to watch UFC fights. Oh, right on. Yeah. I saw him a few weeks ago. He got a couple barrels for me. We uh fifty five gallon drums. That's the last time I've seen him. Yeah. So uh when did you start gigging? Because I think the first time I saw like a poster for you, I think it was a free nose. I believe free nose was the first one. Free nose. Yeah. Um I picked it back up just recently last February. Uh huh. And uh actually I think one of the I played it October before that at Tiger Pub. Okay. But I really, that was kind of like an impromptu thing. I really wasn't planning on doing it. Uh -huh. I really wasn't planning on playing anymore after that. And then uh, I decided to pick it back up after the first of the year. But I've been playing, I, I mean, I played at the Lansing Carryout when I was 16. Yeah. But um, you know, actually gigging, I just started, I'd say probably February. That's cool. This year. Yeah. That's cool. Liking it? I really do like it, yeah. yeah. I mean, I played since I was 12, but I never, I'd, I'd get into it serious. And then, you know, with high school sports, you got to get out of it a little bit. Yeah. Chasing girls, you got to mm -hmm. get out yeah. of it a little bit. <laughs> but we'd always get back to it. But I did it for fun most of the time. You know, we was good enough to play a few songs around a campfire. And, yeah. Hey, you was the man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, then uh, two years on, a few years off, a couple years back on. Now I really got back into it. Once my son was born, you know, just having a guitar around, he always loved to play with it, and then I'd start playing a few songs. Yeah. And it was kind of like, hey, Dad, get the guitar. <laughs> yeah. But for a while, we was playing, how fast can we put the pick in the hole? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the hole. <laughs> trying to find right, it, yeah. Right. So, yeah, that's kind of how I got back into it. And, uh, we had, I played, 
I'd say probably over 10 or 12 gigs over the last year. Awesome. And uh, just had a good time with it. Yeah. Just, just something to do, get your buddies back. Guys you ain't seen for a while, a lot of people get families now, and we don't see each other as much right, as often. Right, yeah. So, hey, let's put it out there on Facebook. We're playing a show. It's nothing serious. Having a good time and get mm -hmm. your old friends back together. It's something to do. Yeah. But it's yeah. been working out. And it uh, kind of forces us to not be as wild as we once was when you are working on the stage. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what's have been your favorite place to play so far over the past uh -huh. couple of years, you say? That's uh, that's definitely the trap. The trap? Barton yeah, trap, that's a good time. For me, because I play acoustically most time, and there's so much. I mean, it's all wood in there. Yeah. The acoustics are perfect. And, mm -hmm. You know, I wanted to play there for a long time. Actually, the first time I played there was just, I think it was in August or, August or September, I think I played there. Okay. But it was a great time, man. I, it was everything I expected it would be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We did a acoustic karaoke band down there. Yeah, I saw that. We didn't know how they were going to take it because, you know, it's the same people. Every, like, they're set in their ways, but they loved it. Sure. They, they absolutely loved it. Yeah, I was upset I missed it. I saw it a couple days after it happened. I said, that would have been a real good time, no doubt. We had about four sign-ups for something in the orange. That's what everybody <laughs> wants to sing. That's yeah. I hear that so much now. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big Zach Bryan fan myself. Oh, yeah. That's the only one you hear on the radio. Yeah. For the uh, most part. So um, people listening to this that thinks, okay, Dan's a cool dude. What kind of music do you play? What kind of, like, your influences? What kind, like, give us a little sample of your set list that we I'm can expect. School. I'm old school country, but I like some of the newer stuff. Yeah, I'm wearing a shirt now, waving Jennings Hell all the yeah. way. That's my man. <laughs> yeah, that's where most of my inspiration comes from. That was just from hearing that when I was a little kid with my parents and grandparents playing that music. Just stuff you grew up with. Yeah, and, uh, that's kind of how my whole personality is in the general. Um, but I'll mix up every once in a while. You know, a couple couple shows I played, no diggity. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, you know what? <laughs> where that come from? But. Uh, for the most part, I stay true to, you know, I like 90s country. I like, uh, now, I have been a big fan of Dirty Heads. I don't know if you heard of them or not. Huh. They're kind of like an indie, maybe a little bit of reggae, but they do hip-hop, too. Uh -huh. But um, one of the lead singers sounds like Eminem when he's rapping. That's what kind of comes right. to it. But <laughs> I kind of started playing a little bit of them. But for the most part, it's old-school country and 90s country. And some of the newer stuff that you don't hear on radio, Cody Jenks. Yeah. Um, Childers, obviously. Yeah. Um, Zach Bryan, guys like that. So, I've uh, gotten really into Sturgill Simpson. Oh, Sturgill, I'm a big oh, fan. So I can't believe I left that one. <laughs> yeah. No, I've always been a big fan of Sturgill, no doubt. Life I mean, he sin. sounds a lot like Waylon Jennings. Yeah, he does. That and life of sin. Is... Life of sin. When I hit that little lick going, dun, 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 dun. Oh, oh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. We had a couple of viewers submitted questions. Yeah. That we can try to answer right sure. here. We have us. They submitted to us from this thing I call Ask the Ohio Valley. A couple of pretty interesting ones. I sent to you early, so you have time to ponder. Sometimes right. I throw it out there on the spot, but it, it seems a little better results if I give people time to think. Yeah. So our first question is from Trisha in Bridgeport. Uh -huh. If there was a million-dollar eating competition in the Ohio Valley and you were going to compete, what food establishment would be your pick to host it? Man, that's an easy one. That's Goulas all day. Goulas? <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. When we were in high school – you know, 16 to 19, you're in this pit. We, I mean, all of us guys together, we'd put many uh, buffets out of business. Yeah. And anymore, <laughs> I lose money. If I go to a buffet, I can't eat that much anymore. I know. But I got no problem putting down four ghoul dogs with no onion and, and a fries and gravy yeah. from there. For some reason, I can still put it down in ghoulas. Yeah, really? So that'd be my pick, 100%. 
Is there only one Ghoulas now in Belair? I know they were in St. Clairsville for a while. Yeah, there's just one. Just yeah. one, yeah. I think the one in St. Clairsville, because I'm not positive, but I always go to the original anyway. Yeah. Yeah, they have really good breakfast, too. Oh, they do? Yeah. I mean, they have T-bone steaks there. They have everything. Oh, dude, that didn't, I didn't They have a that. full menu. It's crazy. My pick would be Zontini's. Oh. I, I can put down so much Zontini's. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Pizza, for sure. But it's, it's weird, because, like, like you said, like you used to be able to eat a lot and now you get stuffed up. Like I'm the same with beer. Like oh, yeah. thinking about like Valley View, I told my wife and she looked horrified. I'm like, I used to buy a 30 pack of Bush Light and that would last me a day. It was gone. Maybe I'm two. Right. Now if I have two beers, I'm like, I'm blowed to get to it. I'm yeah. done. Now with me, half of them would have been shotgun and I dump half of them on the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yeah, those, uh, those add up fast. But back to the food though, I will say I'm not jumping on the bandwagon because of being new management down there, but I've been a lifelong fan of Sunny Boys. How but do you like that? I haven't the been new the new management down there. There's nothing wrong with making it any better, and they really they really really, really? the place. Yeah, and some of the best bacon I've ever had down there. But really, they have a buffet back here now too. That's what made me think of that because yeah, it looks so good. I'm like, I just know I can't eat that much anymore. But their yeah. biscuits and gravy is always solid and choice down there. I was I was warned about that place for a while because they had an owner like in between. Yeah, I, yeah, and I didn't get to go down there much when that happened. But like I said. That's always been one of my favorites. And yeah. moving back to Lansing, just a couple, just this past year, I've really been able to get back into yeah. the swing of the old stomping grounds. Yeah. It's funny because back to Derek again, I, how many times I woke up in the morning and he was just screaming, Sonny boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it oh, just, yeah. That was a go to. Just rally the troops. That's what we lived on. Yeah, I only went down there one time when it was at, uh, was under new ownership for a few months and I just got a bunch of like hash browns and, or, um, uh, just a couple of potatoes, but they were all green on top. Yeah. So I'm thinking they, just, they probably put a pile on the griddle, didn't even flip it. Just, right. Yeah. I always ordered a hash browns well done. Yeah. Or deep fried, but they'll give you an upcharge on that. Right. It's worth it. Yeah, I've, I haven't really seen the buffet yet, though. I, I have to go down and check yeah, it out. Yeah, it's clear back in the back. And it, like I said, it always looks good, but I've never tried it yet because I just know I can't put that much. Right. In. Yeah. Yeah. If I have a full plate, that's about enough for me. I, yeah, I no doubt. Yeah. Let me grab the other question for us. This one's a more music-related one. All right. If you were forced to play music every night in the same venue in the Ohio Valley or a bar, which one would you prefer playing in? If it wasn't in the Ohio Valley, it'd be Gillies. Okay. Down there in Houston, yeah. Texas. Yeah. Cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's standing anymore. Yeah. But, man, that'd be a banger to be the house band there. Overall, man. Uh, but, no, I'd probably – I'd have to go back with the trap again, man. The trap? Yeah. yeah. Just seeing the people down there, the environment, it's, you know, it's, it's Barton, man, it's, it's down home, it's down to earth, it's a good yeah. time, yeah. If they like you, they really like you down yeah. there. Yeah, and if they yeah. don't, they're going to let you know. That's yeah. what I like. I thought somebody would be straight up be like, get this punk off the stage, you know what I mean, so yeah. just sitting there faking it. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely a trap, I'd say. A second would be to carry out down there. The carry out? Which used to be a convenience store. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I said, I played there when I was 16, 17, but they don't have live music anymore down there. They don't? Nah. The owner, he uh, he was just saying they wasn't making much profit off of it, and it's kind of getting more of a pain in the ass. And, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to say oh, that. Anything, <laughs> anything. I got explicit tagged on it, so we can right do anything on. about it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it wasn't beneficial to him, I should say. Yeah. So they haven't had, they used to have full live bands on there, and it was just the same setup as the trap. It was wide open. And it was just the vocals and acoustics were great. Yeah. But 
you know, some things don't work out. Yeah. I mean, a tra- well, any bar that has like just even a little stage, you kind of separate yourself. That's some, it. Yeah. It's so, the stage of the trap. Yeah. yeah. I mean, sometimes you, they put you in a corner with your sound system and people feel like they can just come up to you at, yeah. at any time right. and bump into you. But having that little physical stage is kind of like a little barrier. Yeah, you're nice. right. It's a boundary. Freno's yeah. is another one. Their outdoor stage is cool. Those, they got that's a privacy not, fence all wrapped yeah. around. Mm-hmm. The only thing with Freno's is, is when you get those spotlights on you late at night, those bugs come from the creek, man, you start getting yeah. eaten up. Yeah, especially yeah. on a humid July. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It gets rough. But it's all it's, it's kind of like Barton, though. The, you see the same people down there all the time, yeah, and they're, exactly. ready, they're ready to party. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to think. I was trying to think of where I would play, and I would maybe the Black Sheep. You know, I've never played at Black Sheep. It, it's it's fun. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Environment in there as, as well. I've been there plenty of times, but I've never played there. Yeah, I played at the uh, Bassines Winery down in Lansing. That's nice. Yeah, that was in late October, I believe. And you know, I played with one speaker, and I really didn't even need it. it yeah, you know how small it is, but they mm-hmm. had the open ceilings. Yeah, with just exposed beams, and mm-hmm. it's all wood in there too. And the vocals and acoustics were amazing in there. Did Louie come out with his uh, accordion at one bring, point? He didn't bring it out, but, you know, we were telling stories. He played the accordion at my mom and dad's wedding. Oh, that's did he? Did he? Been, yeah, that's how long he's been doing that. So it was a good good uh, memory to bring up when yeah. I was playing down there. There was a couple of shows I, I played with Matt down there, and we'd be in the middle of the song, and you heard, mm, pop, pop, mm, pop, pop, getting louder and louder, so we stopped. Cause Louis knew, <laughs> we knew Louie was coming. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that's a that's a fun place, fun outdoor place too. It is, yeah. yeah. He's, they said they'd get me back in the spring when the weather breaks, and I said I'd be down for that 100. percent Yeah, because like, it was late October. I played inside, but yeah, their outside patio is amazing with mm-hmm. all the fire pits and everything we got going on. Playing wineries are always entertaining, especially if your fans are beer drinkers. Can mm-hmm. you can watch that evolution the night? Just oh, yeah. everybody's hopped up on the sugar, and then oh, yeah. toward the end of the Everybody night, getting hot, their faces <laughs> are getting red. <laughs> yeah. And toward the end of the night, it's zombies. Know, then you know the next day it's going to be hangover. <laughs> yeah. Season. What yeah. happened last night? Right. The yeah. wine got you. Yeah, like that Bonnie from the Black Sheep. They were offering me wine when I was playing at Piscines, and I kept saying, "Just give me water," because I know how to. Yeah. Yeah. It gets you. It gets you going real quick. The, Sneaks up on you real fast. Mm-hmm. The Black Sheep will always give their entertainers a free bottle and always just give me the driest thing you have because yeah. if I even have a glass of Bonnie, the next day I can't even get up. It's, yeah, that's true. I can get you all the sugar. Yeah. No doubt. And then they'll, uh, then you have all those guys that, uh, with Black Sheep, they'll try to drink beer outside all the time and the owner is always trying to bust them. Like, yeah. He'll come up from behind you, grab the beer can, just, <laughs> just toss it. You know better. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So we were talking about wood earlier. Do you yeah. have an outside burner or an inside? You know, I got this old, I'm uh, renting a place off my buddy up on Joe's Road right now, and it's a it's an older cabin, and it's perfect for me right now. I, I really love being there, and it's got an old, warm morning, cold wood stove. That's what I got downstairs, yeah. yeah you can't beat that. Man, it's perfect, because, you know, they're great, but if you're not there in four hours, you're coming home to a cold house, and right. you know, I work construction as a normal day job, we were, I'm going 10, 12, sometimes 14 hours a day. So I'll throw half a five gallon bucket of coal in there. Yeah. Two logs. Hey, when you come back, you still got a hot fire going. Right. Yeah. Throw, throw the log back on and it's game on. So, mm-hmm. you know, the newer ones, I'd love to have a wood chuck, something with a more of a blower, be more efficient. But yeah. 
they really can't handle the cold like those old, old right, school yeah. ones can. Well, especially like when you have that burner down there, your basement gets so hot. When you cut that, I mean, everything slowly rises. So exactly, yeah. yep. And we're uh, bedrooms upstairs, so like you get two hours after you cut the heat off, everything goes up there. You're sweating. Yeah, yeah my bedroom is ex- directly above the wood burner. Yeah, and it was an addition on top, so it's new compared to the older part of the cabin. So it's all insulated, so it stays warm for hours up there. Yeah, it works out real good. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm trying to think. Um, you said you have all locusts, mostly all locusts. Oh yeah, can't Lo- beat it. Locust, red elm. Yeah, I never had red elm. I cut a lot of cherry for cooking because we've been doing a lot of cooking. But uh-huh. for burning, yeah, red elm yeah. and locusts they burn long and hot. You got any good burns from that oven? Oh, well, I've I got them all over I've my, all my, my arms. My wife yeah. gave me an early Christmas present. I got uh, a welding glove that has I can't fit my fingers in it anymore because <laughs> you know. I'll leave it on top of the handle and forget about it. And next thing you know, like, what's that smell? <laughs> Burnt hair, yeah. Nah, it's just my welding glove shriveling up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my wife gave me an early Christmas present this year. It was a fire glove that came up to my elbow. Nice, and she's yeah. sick and tired of me screeching downstairs and I'm trying to move something. You're right. Flap comes down. It's weird. Like when you get burnt with those, you feel it for one second and nothing. Just a little mark. And then a day later, it just bubbles up. It's weird. Oh, just yeah. so hot. So two kids... Yeah. Lola yeah. and... Lola's my little girl. She's four, and Memphis is six. She's my boy. Shout out Lola in Memphis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trying to raise kids in a soft world. Oh, <laughs> it can be tough, man. It can be tough. Yeah. Um, They start school yet? Yeah. Um, My little girl's in pre-K to daycare, and my boy's in kindergarten this okay. year. Okay. They're, they're both going to go to Bridgeport, but Memphis is at Bridgeport right now. So. Oh, okay. You graduate from Bridgeport as well, yeah. right? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. 09? 08. 08, okay. Yeah. You're older than you. Oh, no, you're, you're older than me then. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You're bulldogs. All right, so on break, you mentioned cooking. You've been doing a lot of cooking. Yeah, we started, you know, well, um, my whole family's been doing chickens. I grew up cooking chickens at parties and stuff like that just for the family, but we've always done them on a rotisserie on a spit, you know, open fire, uh, not in a cooker exposed but we usually wrap it in uh, tan sheet metal but um i got a setup i can do it was my grandfather's he gave it to my uncle who passed it down to me so we can do like 125 at a time on spits but we're me and my buddy pat we're working on a building cooker on a trailer so we can catch them because the cooker we have now rolling those chickens on a spit every time it's about to drip it just rolls so it's okay. the juiciest chicken you ever have, you know. Yeah, I've never had any experience cooking like that. Yeah, it's it's takes some time. It takes a little bit more effort, but you know, today's where everybody wants to do fast now. Yeah, yeah. I've always been more of a low slow kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And great things take time. Right, day, right. <laughs> but uh, no, the only thing with the setup we have now is you have to be. You know, if we're going to do somebody's party, you're making a mess. Somebody's over starting a fire. Right. Yard. Yeah. So we're making this cooker that we can be able to. Have it the same setup on a rotisserie, or if we're doing ribs, we can do them on racks. But be able to catch all the grease, you yeah. Know, pour up somebody's house, do a cook, drive away, and leave no mess, and be simple. That's with nice. We're planning on being able to do that this spring, so <clears throat> we're excited about that. We did a good bit last summer, but I saw a couple pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah we were. We did a cook for a uh, uh, poker run for actually it was for free nose down there. In okay. Yeah. It was a big one. We did. Hundred chickens and uh, damn, fifty racks of ribs and everybody seemed to be pretty satisfied with it. So it turned out great. Nice. 
Uh, what is your like preferred wood to uh, use over that? Cherry underneath it. Cherry, yeah, yeah. cherry. I figure. Yeah, a lot of guys like oak. I have, you know, I like oak too, but I'm always just been a cherry guy. Mm-hmm. But we started making our own charcoal. I don't know if you ever heard of that before. No, I've never seen it ever until and my buddy Pat I was talking about before. He showed me a video probably three months ago. They take a 55 gallon drum and uh, drill a couple inch and a quarter holes in the bottom of it, run heavy wall pipe up through with holes drilled down through and then weld so it's all sealed up. And then they have a horizontal pipe coming around the bottom and drill holes in it and you load it with wood. Then you make a fire on the outside of the barrel. Mm-hmm. Well, the heat after a while starts exposing heat, uh, wood gas out of the wood. Yeah. Without burning it, it's kind of charring it. Yeah. So then it goes to those pipes you put through and it comes down to the bottom. It starts fueling the fire itself. Okay. So it, it goes for about four hours then you open it up, you got lump charcoal. Damn, I, I yeah. never so knew about use, that process. We use oak and cherry for it. And it, compared to like Kingsford you buy at a store, yeah. it burns twice as long. Yeah. It burns hot, so it does. It's really cool how it works out, though. That's awesome. Then you would just, you would use that on your, your cooker that you're yeah, building. Yeah, yep. That's it's, awesome. Because when we do the chickens, we'd use cherry wood, but we always start with, you know, four or six bags of charcoal, just get a good bag yeah. of coals going. Um, is there any besides cherry and oak? Is there any like would be like like close third, or is it just kind of like those two or nothing? <laughs> they say a lot of guys down south use. I've heard hickory. Wood. Okay, yeah, hickory yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But, um, a lot of guys use mesquite, but it puts a very distinct flavor. Yeah, I've never been a big fan of it, but a lot of people love it. But I'd say probably in this area, hickory would be close hickory, third. Yeah. yeah, I was doing uh, when I bartend out the farm. I'll do um. I'll have like a little uh, drink smoker. I'll do that with like bourbon drinks. Oh, I'll I've put seen a little that bit. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool because you'll have the glass upside down. When you take the tray out to him, you go like that, and just a nice little puff You're makes right. the whole room smell good. Oh yeah. Anything besides like the meat? Are you uh, passionate about cooking? Nah, mostly barbecue. I mean, we do sides and stuff too, but for the most part, chickens, yeah. pork, and ribs. Um, what we stick to. My uh, co-host Scott's been smoking cream cheese. Oh, yeah, man, I haven't you, done that yet, but I've it, seen yeah, a lot of videos, yeah. and it looks amazing. Dude, yeah. that is so good. Simple thing, and it's crazy. Like, well, that's the thing with chicken wings. Everybody you know, claims they have the best wings in the valley. And I think if you're a deep-fried wing, it's a deep-fried wing. Yeah. If I'm going to tell you it's a good wing, I'm going to smoke it. Right, that's, I'm, minutes, I'm the same way. And then yeah. finish it off in the deep fryer just to crisp it up. Yeah. And, you know, you need sauce on it. Yeah, and then, like, <laughs> half of the places around here are all wing stop wings and they're all like the same wings just competing with other yeah, other sauces. Yeah, who can who can sell them the cheapest yeah, on wing night? Right. Who would be your go to for wings in the valley? Oh. Usually I'll hear I hear nineteenth hole well, from everybody. You know, I'm gonna go with market vines. Have market vines wings there? No, I have not they're a breaded wing, but they're not heavy breaded. They're kinda like in between just regular wings and breaded, but they're the biggest juiciest I I couldn't believe I ordered them one time there being you know, Mark of Ives, you wouldn't think right. yeah, the best yeah. wings, but I was blown away. Really? They were very good, yeah. Did you ever have the wings at Casey's when oh. it was the older? Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they don't, they don't make like that. I mean, like I had that. probably uh, a trillion out of the zillion flavors. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bacon ranchero, habanero, habanero, bacon ranchero. Yeah. <laughs> it's two flavors. Everybody had their own combo. <laughs> yeah. No, they were killer. Even the small wings. Yeah. They uh, had two wing nights. One was the jumbo wings, and one right, was the, yeah, the wing yeah. wings. They were the tiny. I think it was Wednesday was jumbo. Yeah, and I think you had all the high schoolers down there for a while. Yeah, that was a spot back in the day. Have you uh, been the back deck at all 
since yeah. they've been open. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I guess they're shutting down. That's what I heard. Yeah. I hate to hear that because yeah. they put all that work into it and yeah. it's a beautiful place. I guess it's going to be a bakery though. Oh, really? Yeah, they're going to do just desserts there. Well, that's good. At least they're staying open. Yeah. I mean, when I heard the family that bought it, um, it was the same family as Walker's Ice Cream. So when I heard they were getting ice cream in, I was pumped up, I guess, with just soft serve. They said, like, uh, if it was, if we were going to have the Walker's ice cream, it had to be just ice cream, the amount of work that was put into really? it. Really? Yeah. Jeez. Uh. Like, I guess it'd be, like, creamery, not like a, yeah, ice cream. Right. Yeah. yeah, they were homemade all the way. Yeah. Yeah, you can't find anything like Walker's <laughs> No. No. Unfortunately. Kirk's comes close. Yeah. But, yeah, Walker's a curse. I can't think of, uh. Really, any good creameries around here that are like kind of like small business owned? I think uh, one of our co-hosts said the Belmore in Belmont is really good, but I've never had it. No, I haven't either. No, they're good with everything. Though. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I'm out there, I see somebody going to the pilot and said Belmore. I'm like, "What's wrong with you? <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> the pilot, the truck stop, man." <laughs> yeah, that was uh, one of the biggest culture shocks for my wife because she's from Columbus. I actually, yeah crazy story i i played a gig in um it was uh, by polaris mall it was a place called blazing saddles and my mother-in-law my future mother-in-law at the time was on a blind date with this guy happened to like the band and then she started bringing her daughter around and then that's that's started you know using my moves but if i didn't play that show you know not you know, my family nothing would have been here right now which is right. crazy how it works but uh that's wow I convinced her to move to the Ohio Valley, mm -hmm. and the big, one of the biggest culture shocks for her was uh, food establishments and gas stations. She said, "I would never eat any food like prepared in a gas station." I'm like, "What do you mean? Like they're like some of them are like five star diets." I know, yeah. I know. No doubt. Yeah, uh, no, they don't let any pepperoni rolls. Yeah, no doubt about that. Yeah, with the peppers inside. <laughs> That's it. Man, peppers, <laughs> right. man, it just hits different. <laughs> Especially when they've been sitting there for about six hours in the warmer. Man, that's when they're perfect. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if um, you've been in the IGA since the new owners took over. No, but I've heard uh, stories. You've heard some stories. My, yeah. my brother said that he went in there because he, uh, he's a chef out the farm, and sometimes he'll just see his produce at like Kroger, but uh, so, if he forgets something, he'll have to stop okay, there. Sure. Yeah, he said that he stopped in there at 7 a.m., and in the bakery, they had DiGiorno pizzas and cheeseburgers ready for people. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's my kind of breakfast. Yeah. And the people will eat that around here, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you travel a lot with your construction? I haven't, man. I was in Columbus uh, last winter from about, I think I was out there from like January to about March. Okay. And then we got this... Uh, call down Mitchell plant for they were doing a new conveyor system down there which led into a shutdown so we were down there, I was down there for about nine months which was great to be home for that much but for the longest time for the last two years before that we were all working at the cracker plant in Akron okay. which was an hour job but we weren't staying out of town right yeah but they bossed you in they had five satellite parking lots because there were so many construction workers oh, damn we would drive 45 minutes past the plant catch a <laughs> charter bus and then get driven in so it turned it into an hour Two and a half hour trip. Yeah, that's almost like a minor going in the carts for like an hour and a half to get down to the, exactly. the portal. Yeah, yeah so it yeah. seems like. Yeah. So that was interesting up there. It was, I think it was 8,000 guys up there one time. Damn. It was dangerous. Man. Yeah. <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> Bad. But they paid a lot of money, so it worked yeah. out. But uh, yeah, we was up Columbus for a little bit. 
last winter, and then we was local all, all this year, and taking it easy for the holidays, probably after the first year, supposed to be some work coming in the Steubenville area, so yeah. they hit that instead of have to hit the road, but right. it happens a lot in that trade, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you're dependent on a steady paycheck, sometimes you got to hit the road, which yeah. is tough when you got young kids and a family. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you got to pay the bills. Right. And we all got, we all know that. So um, besides being extremely hard worker, do you do anything like working out like, because you look like a good shape. And the reason I ask is because people our age, they either look the, our appropriate age or they're like looking like they're approaching 40, 45 right now. Right, right? right. It is, Yeah. No, I, I haven't been to the gym. I can't tell you how long, probably, I don't know, 10 years. I, even when, even at work, I, I just try to, you know, if we got a chance to ride the elevator or take the steps, I'll just take the yeah. steps. And, yeah, little decisions like that. And I'm pretty cheap, so when they provide water on the job, but instead of getting pop and all that, <laughs> right, I'll, right, I'll drink water all day, so it helps yeah. out in the long run. But and, I mean, like having kids too, like a trip to the gym is, you, I mean, especially when you have your free time, a trip to the gym is <laughs> like, not thing you worth want, it. Right? Yeah, yeah, no. And we get back to talking about wood. I, I cut wood pretty much every day, so that's. Now, are you definitely. using a mall? You swinging a mall, or are you? I, yeah, I swing a mall. Or are you every pulling a string on that uh, split? <laughs> We're, we're pulling the string most of the time, man. Like I said, when you get to that red elm, I'll, I'll split cherry with them all. But that red elm locust, yeah. Boy, it can be naughty. It can be stringy. And it's, it's tough to split with a hand mall. Yeah. Um, but I'll swing at it once in a while. Right. <laughs> I'm, in Woodshop, it was always uh, pine or um, it might have been, yeah, oak. But uh, my mom wanted me to make her a corner cabinet with red elm. Oh, nice. And uh and my, my shop teacher was completely against it. He's like, I never worked with Rail Down. I heard it was too hard. I, we'll see how it is. And I uh, remember he was pushing a board through a table saw. It shot back and oh, like dented one of the lockers. He's like, we're done. We're, we're, we're cutting this out. <laughs> That's yeah. too tough. Yeah. I yeah. have a. Um, I'll tell you what. Yeah. I mean, I have a uh, a 440 steel and it it wear, that red M will wear it out real quick. Yeah. It's like cutting iron. It's crazy yeah. how hard mm-hmm. this stuff can be. Especially when I always go after trees that have been down. Yeah. So they're seasoned. They're they're dry. They're not green. Right. They're ready to burn when I cut them up. So, but yeah. the longer they sit, as long as they're off the ground a little bit and not soaking in the moss, mm-hmm. they get harder that way. Yeah. That's a good feeling when you're looking around for dead things. You don't see that rot in the middle. You're like, oh, oh perfect. Yeah, we're ready to go. a couple cuts into you. Like, oh, that's yeah. a good one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I've been using this uh, Fiskar splitting axe. It's not even a maul. And the whole shaft is hollow. Really? I don't. I don't feel any recoil. That's Even funny. if I have a bad hit, I just I don't feel that jarring anymore. Have you been to any uh, shows lately? Other artists? Any concerts going to? No, I haven't. I got tickets for uh, Childers coming up in okay. June in, in uh, Post Gazette, and I got tickets for Zach Bryan in March. He's playing in Pittsburgh. But uh, right now, I haven't. I was thinking, I was looking, thinking, looking into getting that. Pass for post because I don't know if they still do. Yeah, you know, okay, I know you're. Yeah, talking summer about summer concert series. And yeah, get, I think it's super cheap to get tickets because I definitely want to get to more shows this summer. Yeah, spring and summer. When's the last one you've been to? Man, I can't remember to be honest with you. I think it'd be. It's probably when. Uh, I think Hank Jr. and okay. uh, Chris Stapleton. Cuyahoga, nice, Cuyahoga nice, Falls. nice. Yeah. And he's actually coming to Cuyahoga Falls this summer again. Who who is? Hank. Junior. Oh, Hank is. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think he was 69 in that show. <laughs> so, 
playing piano with his feet. Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. He said he was going, got, a, got a request to play in Detroit. And they said they offered him 350 grand or something. And he turned it down. And he said, how about Cuyahoga Falls? He said, that's some of the best walleye fishing in the world. He said, you bet your ass I'll play there. <laughs> <laughs> he said, here I am. He said, we killed him yesterday. Yeah. I think I went, last one I probably was at was, uh, it was a punk show. It was um, some 41 Offspring and Simple Plan. Oh, that's a good one. Simple Plan sounded real good. But like some forty one, you can tell that that guy had a career of screaming as hard as he could into a mic. It, yeah, it wore on him. After yeah, <laughs> yeah. You see their mouths that's open. Tough. Yeah, it is. Well, you see their mouths open. And... That's how it's amazing how Aaron Tipping or sorry, Aaron Tipping, Aaron Lewis can still sing like he can. Yeah, man, how he sang for yeah. staying for so long, and that's pretty much what he did. And now his vocals and when he does his own thing in the country music is right. unbelievable. Then he'll put down his guitar to scream at somebody <laughs> in the audience. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I think his tickets are outrageous. Are they? Man, I was looking. He was playing at the Mountaineer, um, the racetrack up there, and I think it. I mean, they were very, very steep. Really? It was just a solo act, but they said it's amazing because he will take requests and can play anything. Really? Yeah. But I never did get to see him. Who would be your uh, regret, or not regret, but who do you know that you could probably never see, but? you missed your chance or because i passed up a couple tickets for acdc and i mm. kick myself in the foot every day that's a tough one um, probably shoot i don't know you could go back in time oh if we're going back in time i'd say probably definitely Waylon. Waylon, okay yeah i heard i know he played in uh, wheeling at the Civic Center, and a few guys I know, old timers I work with, they said it was a oh, pretty killer show. When I hear "Ain't Living Long Like This," dude, it's oh, goosebumps. I love it so yeah. much. His riffs, I mean, his guitar was constantly out of tune. He would never played in tune, but that's what his get up was. Yeah, you know I mean, he always had that. It would just get you going. Mm -hmm. I think him and a couple bands. I know ACDC's one. A lot of times, that um, if you try to play along with the records. And you're in like completely perfect standard tuning. You'll be off because I think the way they did it back in the day is they would record the song at whatever speed. Yeah. And if they wanted it sped up a little bit, they'll just speed up the whole track, which makes the tuning a little bit different. Or, sure. Or like you know, if you see slow mo videos, you know, it's a lot deeper and stuff. Yeah. That so makes if, sense. Yeah. So if you would want to slow down the tempo a little bit, you would maybe go down like a quarter step from yeah. standard and stuff. Sure. Yeah. So ECD. Huh, I never like, thought about that. Yeah. So a lot of times you have to almost like listen as they're playing and kind of match that, right. that key they're in. So uh, have you? So it's all been solo. Yeah, acts? I've been the only time I've been playing has been solo. solo. Yeah, just me and Mike and a couple, couple speakers. Sometimes that's my favorite thing, my yeah. favorite gigs. So, um, I uh, took, well, I wanted to always do foot pedals when I played guitar. Right. And um, they make these things called like stomp boxes, and they're like $300 each. I just bought a cheap electronic drum kit, took the two pedals off, and just programmed it to uh, kick in a, a, a hi-hat close. So it's almost like kick, clap, kick, clap. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'll play that solo gigs like at the farm sometimes. And it's cool because like, it's just empty space and how you can fill it out. Sure. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. That's some of the coolest gigs I've seen. I, I remember we went to High Bike Week in Sandusky 
and it was an after party. And it, I mean, it was just in a little tent set up, and this guy was a one man band, and he had that set up like that. Man, he put on, and he could play. He took requests. You play anything, but it, he would take tips with it, kind of like they yeah. were doing yeah. uh, pianos, bars they do, you know, and depending on the tip you gave him, yeah. if he'd play it on. But he could play pretty much anything. It was, it was slick. We stayed there for like four hours. I'm like, this guy's amazing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I like the music scene now a lot more than when I started gigging because back then it was, we have to be the next Luke Bryan. It, it was just, it has to be bro country, party country. And now it's like encouraged to like go after the stuff that you're passionate about. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And it, it, it was always like Luke Bryan and, uh, Oh, yeah, do your own thing. Yeah, yeah. Being the being the next guy. Right. Yeah, it's all it's encouraged now. Jason Aldean. Jason Aldean. Yeah. yeah. So um, if which I ain't gonna lie, I was a fan of some Jason Aldean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Before he got mainstream, same thing with Eric Church. Right. Eric Church played Generation. Yeah, he did. And he put on one of the best live shows I've seen. Were you down there? Oh yeah. Really? Wow. He, I mean, he was playing Metallica. Yeah. He was doing all kind of covers. Because he didn't have that many albums to begin with. But, right. Yeah. The craziest I see Jamboree in the Hills get was when Luke Bryan busted into Enter Sandman. Oh, right, right yeah. in the middle of his set. People started moshing. Yeah. Man. Did you camp out Valley View? Yes. Oh, yeah. You were, you were one of the real ones. <laughs> yes. <sir. laughs> oh, man. The amount yeah, of stories. Couple, got a couple underages out there. All kind of good stuff. <laughs> Derek actually yeah Derek was the one that taught me about jack of dues he, he said all you gotta do is open up a can of Mountain Dew pour half of it out fill it up with Yukon Jack it's That's a jack of dew they'll never That's bust it. it yeah and was it the uh, undercover like dressed all in jamboree clothes that... the one I got in the show um somebody was pouring beer on a girl behind us and the cops all come down and somebody knocked the beer out of my hand and they because of that, they came up and grabbed me. They were at, you know, had their badges on them, but I got yeah. one inside Valley View, and there were guys dressed with Harley Davidson shirts right, on. Yeah. And we, I mean, it was my first beer. It was a Coors Light. I don't even drink that. <laughs> I'm throwing away and walking across the road to help my sister and her friends set their campsite, and I'm tossing it in the trash can. We're like, hey, what's up, guys? They're like, cool, dudes. They make it about four foot past, like, hey, boys. And then they pull out badges. I'm like, really? Yeah. This is Wednesday, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Let me have a little bit of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for a while, like my first. But that one, was when it, that was the first year that happened. Because before then, they didn't have undercovers. No, in the camp. No, and if they did, it was just Saturday. Right. Yeah. yeah this was Wednesday. I'm like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Starting this one off real good. Yeah, my buddy got busted by one that I don't know if it was a Harley Davidson shirt, but I know it was like a a, a bandana, like a, a United States flag bandana, and he was just stumbling. He had like oh, he's a, putting on a show, like little limp or, to him and stuff. Yeah. Had a, had a beer, and then all of a sudden, walked really perfectly. Dart, yeah, yeah, dart line, yeah. Dang. And um, I always used to see him in the inside Jambo with the Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, you see him with Hawaiian shirts or lays on their neck. They they were ready for mm-hmm. a match. <laughs> we uh. Used to have a 1977 Dodge Camper used to take out there every year. Oh, yeah. And I remember the underages were so bad that we were just like, let's just drink in the back of this camper for a little bit, maybe toward it gets darker. Mm-hmm. And we watched this kid with a beer, and we watched the whole thing unfold. We had one undercover uh, go up to another group of them, yeah. like five people. They coordinated. You know, everybody scattered into this big, wide circle around them. You had one guy approach the kid, and as soon as he took off, they just came yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, it was nuts. Yeah, they they acted like they were taking down some cartel <laughs> members. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. 
I remember just seeing the sheriffs come through. They were, you know, actually in sheriff attire. There'd be like 20 of them. I'm like, whoa, is that yeah. a fight going on out here? Is this necessary? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ever make it out to uh, Route 40? Um, uh, is it Route 40? The restaurant out there? Same people at In Valley View own that. Um, oh, what's it called? I thought it was called Route 40. Could be wrong. My Highway Cafe. My it Cafe. used to be right, Route 40 Sports Grill. Right. Now they made it. Uh, it was Pike also, 40. Pike 40. Oh, so I'm Pike thinking. 40. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Hey, they had one of the best burgers. They get, yeah, the they, Wagyu. They yeah. From mm-hmm. Farm. Yeah, it's yeah, Wagyu. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think I've ever had anything bad out there. Yeah. Their desserts look good, but after I eat there, I'm never have. I'm not. Desserts. Yeah, I can. I can never do that. Definitely, they got that showcase. The little yeah place. They, you know, they look nice. Milo Cafe is a pretty cool place too. Oh, they have the best pork chops. Pork chops? Yeah, really. The most tender pork chops you've ever eat. Killer. We did. Uh, we did a show out there for that Cusa karaoke, and they had us in the corner. Uh huh. And man, it was it was a Halloween party. It was so packed. And I remember we had this guy singing with us. I can't remember what he was singing. Uh, it was a dancing song and his wife came up in this skimpy Halloween costume and she started grinding on him, started like bumping into me. And I, and I looked over at my wife. I'm like, she is not happy about any yeah, of this. Right. <laughs> Good people that work out there though. Oh yeah, definitely. So no shows coming up, but you're going to be ready to book come concert season. Yeah, definitely. Yep. I got nothing in the, in the schedule right now, but no, me neither. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be we'll be ready if anybody's interested in looking for somewhere somebody needs somebody to play. Any um aspirations this year? What like what would be like somewhere you didn't play that you'd like to get into? Uh, I'll give the owner a shout out. <laughs> Water uh, Waterfront Hall. We'll have to get you in there. Oh yeah. It, it's yeah. really impressive. Looks, yeah. Yeah, super interesting and I love places that got historical yeah you know, backgrounds to it and the way they the way they renovated with using older materials yeah and and it has like a uh like a nashville bar vibe where like you go in you see the concert then you have a restaurant that's like connected to the same bar right yeah that'd be a cool place yeah they do a lot of open mics and stuff that i want to get down there and try out you do any open mics or you just i i haven't lately yeah but i know i'd love to get down to uh Silver Rail. They have, yeah. They started on Sundays, and it's a good time. It's like from 4 to 7, I, I believe. Or... 4 to 7, that's a good time. Yeah, I think Waterfront Hall does it on Wednesdays, but they start at 7. Oh, okay. So it's pretty late for me, but I want to get down there. Yeah. I'll link up sometime. Go down there. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Jam a little bit. I'll get all my pedals and guitar, give you some backup. And... Yes, sir. That'd be cool. Is there any place that you could think of that you want to try to get into this concert season? Uh, other than like the capital <laughs> that's a little bit later down the road <laughs> yeah i don't think we're going that far with it but you never know yeah you never know <laughs> um man probably uh i'd like to play the back deck but now they're closing right yeah i don't know what time i don't know when they actually plan on closing but that would always be a cool place to play i like anywhere that has an outdoor area yeah you know in the in the nice weather part i've always liked playing outdoor, mm-hmm. but um Black Sheep, I'd like to play there. We'll get you in there. We'll yeah. get you in Black Sheep. That's a fun time just because yeah. you can – it's entertainment for you as well as, you know, the people. Right on. Yeah. But the Capitol, I, um, I'll i do stagehand work down there when they do, like, um, Broadway shows. Yeah. And that place, like, you could you could tell some of that place is haunted. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah with, the, I know a lot of guys – I didn't work there, but when I was an apprentice, guys who were apprentices with me working for uh, 
Yon, they did a lot of electrical work there in uh-huh. the in the basement. Yeah, and, uh, they said there was a lot of unexplainable things when yeah <laughs> yeah I, even the hall uh where they have all the green rooms below the stage i mean if the lights are off in that place i wouldn't feel comfortable being down there yeah the no corridor the wildest thing about that place um there's a spotlight booth up you know at the top where they run their spotlights mm-hmm. and uh guy took me up the up there and uh, gave me the history of it and you know we think of these spotlights everything's run by electricity well, back in the day, they had ones that ran on just fuel. No way. And then, you know, you didn't want that sound to go out into the theater. Like so you'd kerosene? be... Kerosene? I, 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 I'm not sure. Or gasoline, kerosene. But you'd be in this little confined space completely shut off. You had like this one um, little latch that goes out to the roof, but that was it. Right. And like the walls are black from that. I guess like everybody that worked there during that time had terrible lung problems. Oh, sure. Man, man. I couldn't imagine. Jeez. Inhaling diesel all night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this off, Red? <laughs> yeah, it's got the yeah, red dye. All right, suck it up. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't imagine, like, opening up the hatch and getting some fresh air and going back down and running it. Oh, man. So, Dan, I want to thank you for coming in. We'll get you hey, in here soon. I appreciate it, man. Looking forward to seeing your concert season. I'll come out to your shows. We'll do some open mics. It's always a pleasure. Good to see you. Glad to see you, too. It's been a while. Thank you.